Vanguard Media, a mainstream urban AC, an original trendsetter with authentic culture, VanguardMediaLLC.com. Coming to you straight from Houston, Texas, Lisa Denae Live, real talk for the real world. Hey, 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 it's your girl Lisa Denae, and we are here live. On Stunner Radio, brought to you by Vanguard Media, and I hope you guys are having a great day, because I know that I am. And we are here in the studio with the one and only Beth Vils. Hey, Beth. Hey, Lisa. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you. And I am so excited because today, this month, October, is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And most of my guests coming through in October are survivors of domestic violence. So we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Some of it's going to be kind of heavy. But don't worry. Uh, We're going to lighten it up. You know I always do. (laughs) So how have you been, Beth? How's it been going? I've been doing really well. I just completed my book, Writing My Story, um, Awesome. Saving Alexis. It should be, it was supposed to be ready October 1st, but I was waiting on the cover, so got a little bit delayed, but that's awesome. one of the projects. Thank you. Yes, that's amazing. It's a labor of love writing a book, boy. Yes. It is no <laughs> joke. So, you guys, since we last seen each other, y'all's president was positive for coronavirus. And uh, what we knew for from everything that we've been heard in the news is that you're supposed to quarantine for 14 days. However, he is back and says he's feeling better than he has in 20 years, and he's holding an event tonight. So everybody that's going to that event, I I hope that you wear a mask. I hope that you protect yourself. I feel like this is foolish. This is selfish. Or either he lying. He never had coronavirus. Something is going on. I don't know, but it don't feel right, don't sound right to me. Also, since the last time we saw each other, body cam footage was released of the Breonna Taylor case. Now, this is not the body cam of the raid. This is body cam of the officers that responded on the scene immediately after the raid. Now, if you are like me and you're kind of sensitive in your spirit, do not watch this footage. Trust me, you will feel really bad in your soul when the officers look at Brianna Taylor's body laying there and they say, oh, okay, yeah, she's done. She's done, wow. after they check her pulse. It was kind of like pulling food out the oven saying it's done. Wow. It was no empathy, no compassion. Now, I understand that's their job, and sometimes they become desensitized to stuff like that, but... It's just very hard to watch, realizing that's a human being. Exactly. And they just keep walking past her body like it's nothing. And, you know, oh, she's done. I I don't even know how to feel about that, but it it, it made me feel some type of way. So if you are like me, I suggest don't watch it. Just take my word for it. Also, we have started to get more details on the shooting of Jonathan Price that happened right here in the state of Texas, in Wolf City, Texas. This was a black man that was also unarmed, and he was shot by a police officer after the police officer tased him. Now, the good thing in this story, we're going to talk about this later in our top five fails and top five wins of the week. The good thing about this, the officer has been charged with murder. So at least we get some sense of justice, but let's just see if he's convicted. He's been charged with murder. So it's still sad because if you look at this young man, he was trying to help people out, trying to break up a fight, a domestic incident. 
and he already got tased. So how can the officer feel fear for his life when you tase somebody? I don't know. It sounds funny to me. But again, we are faced with this uh, situation once again as black people in this country. I don't know how y'all feel, but I feel like at this point, we all traumatized. We all got PTSD and we all need a check. So I'm going to need some lawyer to put together some class action suit. We need to be compensated for this trauma because really, it really is traumatizing every time you see it. And I don't know about you all, but if you're black and a police officer pull up behind you, your heart start racing. And maybe not just black people start, your heart start racing. But I know my heart start racing. Yes. Even when you know you haven't done anything. Mm -hmm. Right, I'm saying? When you know you haven't done anything, you just feel like, am I going to make it out of this situation exactly. alive? I mean, we shouldn't have to feel that way. Exactly. And so, I mean, let's hope that this, we can work this out. We can make a change to this somehow. So before we get into our interview with Beth, I want to remind everybody that early voting starts on October 13th. That's this week, y'all. So get a plan, grab a friend, go, go to the Tuesday. polls. Yes, Tuesday. That is right. <laughs> let's go, you guys. Let's get a plan, ride together, make a whole day of it. Now, I don't have anybody to go with. As of yet, I'm going alone. So I am opening up, you know, um, an invitation. If anybody wants to go vote early with me, preferably a male, preferably single, preferably fine. <laughs> Just putting that out there. Just in case you want to go vote early, I'm available. So... <laughs> If you need information here in Harris County, go to harrisvotes.org. In other parts of the country, you can go to vote. I mean, harrisvotes.com for us, harrisvotes.com. If you're in other parts of the country, go to vote.org to find out everything you need to know about voting. Listen, educate yourself. You can't vote on a straight ticket anymore. You need to know who is for you and your issues. So you have some time. Get on that interweb. Y'all be on there anyway. Educate yourself so that you can vote for the right person. Uh, because if we get uh, another term of Donald Trump, I don't even much know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be like, hello, Canada. I miss something. <laughs> I, I, I can't take it. I don't know about y'all, but I ain't going to be able to do it. So anyway, that is that. Hope you guys start the early voting. Don't wait till the last minute. So we are here once again, like I said, with Beth Fields, and she is an advocate for domestic violence awareness and also an author. Yay. So congratulations on Thank that. You. So let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Domestic violence. So many people, when they hear domestic violence, they kind of cringe. They don't really talk about it. And for whatever reason, there's all these misconceptions about it. Mm -hmm. So tell me from your experience, what did you experience with domestic violence? With domestic violence, mine was primarily um, physical abuse. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, I think that most, like, with physical abuse, you probably are almost always going to have that um, emotional and verbal abuse. Right. Because while they're beating you, they're going to be yelling other things to you. Yes. You know, like... You're not good enough. Why are you? And, you know, in my instance, it was always, why are you really with me? You're too good for me. And it's oh, like, wow. yeah. yeah. And so you're like, okay, if I didn't want to be with you, you know, I wouldn't be with you. Right. But um, mine was primarily the just physical abuse. Okay. Yeah. And like you said, there's so many different areas of abuse that a lot of people don't even understand. Most people think it's just physical. 
Um, but like you said, it could be verbal, mm-hmm. emotional, even spiritual, financial, yes, sexual. Exactly. So many types of abuse. Tina J. Lewis says, hey, beautiful, so proud of you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much, Tina, for tuning in. So listen, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this. When people think of domestic violence, some of the misconceptions, that's what I want us to get into now. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people feel like, well, you must have been weak, you know, to let somebody put their hands on mm-hmm. you, or you must um, can't fight, mm-hmm. or all these things. What are the misconceptions that you feel people thought in your case? Mm-hmm. When mine happened, I was in the military. Mm. Okay, however, I never reported it oh, to wow. the military. But my first beating was out in the open in the ro- you know, broad daylight where I was standing talking to a friend and then my husband at the time just, why are you talking to him or whatever the case is, and just ran and just started beating me. That was the first, I mean, I never even knew what domestic violence was. Right. Had not even heard of domestic violence. Um, and, you know, you do have those people, what, what did you do to right. cause him to beat you? Most times it's nothing that you can do to cause someone to beat you. You might, right. you know, walk in a door and speak to someone and they not like it. Right. You know, and, and I feel like it has nothing to do with, okay, you don't know how to fight. In my situation, I was raised that you don't fight. Right. However, that's not in domestic violence, but this is just in general. Yeah. You don't fight, you don't, you know. And it's just like, okay, so that was in my head or whatever, but I never wanted to fight back because I don't believe in hitting people or mistreating people. So that's never a thought that comes in or came into my mind in my situation. So it's like, I think my immediate thing was just like, uh, and I had just delivered my daughter. Oh, wow. That's where the title come from, Saving Alexis. So, you know. That was not going to be a life that I was going to live because I'm not going to raise a daughter to yes. think that this is the way a man is supposed to treat you. Right. You know, and it, it doesn't have anything to do with why don't you fight back or anything like that. You don't want to fight back, you know, in my case. Right. But um, it's it, it takes you have me by surprise in yeah. most cases because I've never seen it. And that's the thing. What most people don't understand, a lot of times it's not provoked. Yeah. So you just tripping like, what? Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? You, exactly. You're in a state of shock. Yeah. And sometimes people feel like, well, you know, it's the classic case of we arguing, we fighting, and mm-hmm. then we vote. Fo- no. Sometimes it is so unprovoked mm-hmm. that you really are standing there in a state of shock. Like, what just happened? Exactly. Like, once I remember, like, and he worked off and on or whatever, but you have to read the book. Yes. Um, but, I mean, I remember one day we went to a store, and I got out of the store to go and get a Coke, and someone spoke to me going into the store. Mm-hmm. By the time I came out of the, the store, he was in an altercation with someone, and he just slapped me. Wow. You know, and then people driving down the street, he just slapped that hoe. I'm like, wow. And I'm in a uniform, yeah, you know, wow. and I'm like, wow. You know. So with the military, was he in the military he also? He was not. I see, this is the part that I feel like needs to be addressed because mm-hmm. – if you would have turned him in or mm-hmm. reported him, there would have been consequences. Yes, it would have. Been. But a lot of times we trying to protect the person mm-hmm. also because we love them, mm-hmm. and then also we don't really feel like it's it's real. Yeah. It really got to register in your mind that it's really happening. And see, that's the thing. And and you said protect the person. That wasn't never in my mind. It was just like I think for me it was may it may have been an embarrassment type of deal. Yeah, of course. Like. 
Like even I like I said, I never reported it to the military. I told family first. I remember telling my parents before I told anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was just my support system there. Like, and, but I always knew it wasn't going to be a situation I was going to stay in. But to try and get out of it safely, you endure stuff. Yes, because you, you know. It, okay, see, this is what I, I'm really happy that you're here because I really need people to understand. Some people feel like once the first incident happened, you could just leave. No. Because you don't know what to expect next, mm-hmm. especially when you're dealing with a person like what you described. Yeah. That's how my ex-husband was. It was unprovoked. Mm-hmm. It didn't make sense. So in your head, you're trying to rationalize it and figure out what happened. Yeah. And really, sometimes you even think, did that really happen? And that was it. You know, that and, was and it. you're trying to figure it out first yes. before you make a move. Mm-hmm. Okay, what really happened? What triggered this incident? Can we fix this? What's mm-hmm. going on? You don't really know what to do. Exactly. And I think it's wonderful that you told your family because some people deal with the embarrassment so bad they don't tell nobody exactly because they take all those beatings in silence yes because it is embarrassing because at first you feel like what did i do Mm -hmm. to cause this exactly and i remember like writing a book even and, and talking to people like um what do you remember back then and I asked my best friend, and I'm like, okay, so what was your take? She was like, she was like, you really didn't talk back then. You didn't talk about that. And I'm like, wow. And this is a person that, you know, over the years, we know everything about each other. Wow. Life. And for me not to, she was like, I remember once you had a black guy, and you told me um, you had a car accident. So wow. those are the type of things you do. Yeah. And, the ex- you know, extents that you go to to just hide that stuff. Right. You know, for whatever reason. My reason for was my reason for not talking about it or turning him in or even like like his cousin was with him when this happened mm. right that day they both just left me there at the bottom of the stairs wow and why why didn't he you know this is the things I'm thinking about now when I was writing the book why didn't he say anything why didn't this friend say anything because they witnessed this right you know and I just got up picked myself up and went home well you know I like what you said about um not really uh, telling people you didn't talk back then or you mm-hmm. made an excuse because a lot of times we just don't know what to say. Yeah. I know that in my situation, I was known as a fighter. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of embarrassed to tell somebody that somebody put their yeah. hands on me because exactly. they already know me mm-hmm. from my background. I know she's not going to let nobody put their exactly. hands on her. So I felt like, how could I even say this happened to me? Yeah. Because everybody going to be shocked. Like, yeah. you, not you. But everyone had, like, if they could take a walk in your shoes. Yes. Until you can do that, you never can say what you would do in a situation. Right. You, Absolutely. You never can say that. Right. You know, you can, you're on the outside looking in, you know, you're not going home and behind, behind closed doors, this person is beating you to a within an inch of, li- of your life sometimes yeah. or choking you till you pass out. You don't know. Right. So until you say that, you know, you've been through this, you can't tell me what to do. And don't ask me why, you know, why did he beat me? I, <laughs> I don't me know. That, right. Know? Like yeah, if I'm I knew not, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ask me why he didn't see me for me and who I was and, and what I brought to the table. Right. You know. And, and, and that is the thing that we do sometimes. We beat ourselves up trying mm-hmm. to figure out why. Yeah. Why did this happen? Especially if it happens with more than one person. Yeah. If you leave a relationship and then you get in another relationship and it happens again, of course you start thinking, it's me. It has to be. But, it or or be whatever me. you're giving that's attracting that type of person yeah. to you. Because I remember like after I had left that relationship, um, and I moved from Mississippi to Michigan, I, I got away. Mm-hmm. You know? 
But um, I remember, like, one of the first people or persons that I met after the fact, it was like we were just sitting around playing, and he pushed me off of the couch, and I was like, no. Yes. I, no. Don't even play mm -mm, like that. Mm -mm. Right. I, I broke that off right yes. away. No, you're not. No. I know because I was talking to a guy recently, and he probably going to kill me for saying this, but I, I'm just going to tell it. He was joking, though. Uh -huh. And I said, you know, because I had my purple hair on last mm -hmm. week for domestic violence awareness. And he was like, oh, what if I domestically violate you? What color would that be? What? And to me, I, he thought it was a joke, but, but for me it wasn't It wasn't cool. Exactly. I said, it'll probably be red for your blood or black for your death. Yes. Because, see, we don't play that no exactly. more. Exactly. <laughs> okay? Yes. We go all the way from zero to 100 real for quick. Real. Yes. <laughs> and then he was saw how serious it was. He's like, I was just playing. I wasn't talking about a real violation. And I was like, but don't even play like that. That's the thing that they don't understand, though. Like, and, and I, I had started this book a couple times mm -hmm. and put it down. And the last time when someone I loved or, and say they loved me, he was like, but for real, what did you do to make him beat you? Wow. I got hot. Yes. You know, to the point I had to walk away hot. Don't yes. ever ask me that question because you don't have to do anything. You could be sitting here playing with the kid and whatever his day has, you know, whatever he's gone through in his day, he's going to take out on you right. for no reason. And I think with all the police shootings that we see, I think it, it may give people a glimpse into our world because just like when a person gets shot by the police, what's the first thing people say? What did they do? Exactly. Was they running? Did they have mm -hmm. a gun? No, they didn't do nothing. They was just profiled. Exactly. The police was a racist mm -hmm. or whatever the case or may be. You don't was. have to do nothing yes. for somebody to violate you. Exactly. It's the same in, with domestic violence. It, it's the person. Mm -hmm. If they have a problem, there's nothing yeah. that you can do. Exactly. And, and most times they have seen this happen. You know, he once told me, um, I don't know why you're crying every time I beat you. If it was my mom, she would uh, take a knife and cut us. And I'm like, so what would it take for me to kill you or cut you to stop? See, and that's like, a good Maybe. point. That's a good point you raised because he saw that growing yes. up. And so he probably thought that was normal. Mm -hmm. And and he also probably wanted you to fight him back. And he did because he was that, a fighter. I mean, not even with me, but just he fought people, you know? Yeah. So he had some issues. Yes. And so I had one like that, too, where even my family told me, look, you're just going to have to treat him like a... In. I but can't you, say the word. Yeah. And I said, first of all, I didn't get in a relationship to have to treat somebody no, like that. No. And if that's how I have to treat him, I, this ain't for me. It's not. And I don't want to live like mm -hmm. that. If a person can't respect you and be in a loving relationship, that's not for you. That's not. So, because it, it takes too much energy. Yes, it, it takes, takes a lot of energy. energy. And it takes you away from you. It changes you. Yeah. It changes who you are. Mm -hmm. If you got to always come home and you on guard yes. for what's going to happen next mm -hmm. and, you know, you're feeling like it, we might have to fight. Exactly. And, mm -hmm. then, and then put a child into the equation, you know. That's what makes it even harder. You're taking this so that they don't have to take it. But then who's to say one day it's not going to? And that was my breaking point. I wanted to that talk about that next. That was my breaking point. When you picked up my door and said, look at your mom, she ain't, and dropped her. Yeah. And as I'm diving to the floor to catch her, you catch me with a steel toe boot. Oh, wow. That was my breaking point. I always kept mace in my pocket and never used it. Too you know, scared to use it. You know, it, it, that's what I was going to ask you next. What was your, what was the turning point for you? What was your breaking point? Because a lot of times we want to try to make it work, mm -hmm. try to figure out what's going on. And it's not just easy to just pick up and leave. It's not. Especially when you mm -hmm. know if you make a mistake in your escape plan, yeah. 
you got so much more to deal with. You do. If you don't get if you don't yeah. leave for sure. And and for some women, even unto death. Yes, because that's the that's the most dangerous time yeah. when you're trying to leave them. Exactly. That is the most dangerous yeah. time. And so. did you just see the story that they, that uh, was just today or yesterday where the three-year-old got shot and killed because the mom? I did not see yeah, that. Yeah, they were having a domestic dispute. She left with the child and went to her ex-boyfriend's house or something. I think it was reported. And then the boyfriend showed up and shot the mom in the leg. She's, the mom isn't dead, but your three-year-old is gone. And that's sad. I mean, and that's all the things that go through your head. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, you don't want to take it to your family's house. So, you know, if some some folks don't care. Exactly. Exactly. And for me, it's like that can happen. You leave and you go to a family family's home or a friend's home. It can come there. And get violent. Yes. And something bad happens. And something can happen to them. Yeah. Even at your job. Exactly. And that's what people don't understand. When you are in a situation like this, you have a lot to think about. You're not, you can't just think about yourself and think about just, oh, I'm going to run. I'm going to get it out. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to think about your surroundings. You have to think about the fact that exactly. they will come up to your job. Exactly. And show out at your job. They will. You know, it doesn't yes. matter, if, especially when you're dealing with somebody really crazy. Yeah. Um, so... For your turning point, it was your daughter. Mm-hmm. So how what, what advice would you give to a person that is in a, an abusive relationship right now? I would always say find your find someone that you can talk to, mm-hmm. you know, someone trustworthy mm-hmm. that you can talk to, at least to get it out. Right. To get it out and not keep it in. But then when in terms of leaving, you, you're going to have to have a plan. Yes. You're going to have to have a plan or you're going to pray for a divine intervention. Yes. You know, because I can say when I left, when I finally left, it was a divine intervention for me um, because I had, of course, I'm planning to leave. I'm not going to stay here. I am going to leave. But mine just so happened that I always had a premonition. If he gets me caught in his room, he's going to kill me here. Mm -hmm. And that day when I came home, you know, talking about you don't have to do anything, I came home, me and my daughter, and this day he was at my house because he was there off and on, Mm -hmm. just here, there, and everywhere. And so that day when I got home, he and a group of friends were just standing on, like, my porch or whatever, well, in front of my apartment, right? And I got out the car. I spoke like a group, hey, how y'all doing or something like that, right? And then his friend picked up my daughter and was just playing with her and then gave her to me. And then he said, how you doing? And I'm like, I'm fine, how are you? Mm -hmm. That was just like one-on-one. And he just slapped me and said, get your in the house and I'll be in in a minute to deal with you. And it's crazy that his friend would sit there. And they left. They left. Wow. And so I went on in the house, and I'm trying to get her in her room, in the bed and everything, uh, take her bath, and in the bed before he came in. And he caught me in that room. Mm. And then so, and I'm not going to tell you everything that happened there because, again, it's in the book. Right, right. But it was a knock on the door, and it was the police. Wow. Now, mind you, none of my neighbors were home. Wow. So one of them had to have called the police. Yes. Yes, that is a divine intervention. And that was the last time they, that was it. And that's a blessing because, mm-hmm. you know, it could have ended it way different. Oh, and the other thing is that kept him in there, he tried to jump on the police. Oh, wow. Yeah. That must have been some years ago. <laughs> we already yes. know what would have happened. Of course. Nowadays. Of course. Yes. Wow. Oh, that was his divine intervention back yes. then. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, 
um, in the most toxic uh, relationship I had with my first marriage, mm-hmm. I had to get a protection order. Mm-hmm. And it's so when hard I to first, get those. oh yes, when it I first so went to get to one, get they said you don't have no bruises. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no police report, so we're not gonna give it to you. And you and haven't I will been terroristically threatened. I hate that. Yes, I will never forget. At the time I was living in the state of Ohio, I will never forget. I just told the, the DA, because that's who you have to go to mm-hmm. there. I said to them, all I need you to do is write down my name and the date that I was here, because I guarantee you mm-hmm. if he put his hands on me again, there will be a body attached to my name, because yeah. I am not having it. Exactly. I'm going to put him in the ground. Mm-hmm. And I started walking out, mm-hmm. and the secretary said, ma'am, 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 they want you to come back. See? And they gave me that protection yeah. order. Because I was not exactly. playing. Yes. I was dead serious. And I said, it's going to be on you mm-hmm. because I came and I asked exactly. you all to help me. Mm-hmm. And so when I got that, I got a protection order for seven years. And I still moved around because I still felt like, let me not even tempt yeah. you know, this situation. But I hated that I had to get to the point of no fear of a homicide. Yeah. I was ready to go to prison. I was ready to do whatever. See, and I was tired. You know. Exactly. But that was after yeah. 11 years. Wow. 11 years. And so I look back on it now, and I can't even imagine Mm -hmm. taking that for that long. I can't even imagine it. But I think I'm glad that I did because it helps me to understand other people in it. Yes. I probably would have been judgmental thinking, oh, she should just leave. Mm -hmm. It's not that easy. It's not that easy ever. It's not. You you hear too many stories of, of women trying. I mean, half of us may leave, half of us, you know. And and you see so many stories in the news of women that are killed mm-hmm. by their husband and their boyfriend. Yes. And I mean, and then right now with um, COVID, yes, the numbers are skyrocketing. Yes. And you, and you know you can't help but feel sad, but also you can't help but be, be grateful mm-hmm. because you know it could have been you. Exactly. You know it could have been you. Yeah. So I just want to thank you for coming here today and telling us some of your story. I know it is not easy to talk about. And, okay, it's not easy to talk about, and sometimes, you know, it never goes away. Exactly. Every time you talk about it, I feel like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate it. Tell us how people can fi- find you and follow you and w- uh, information about the book. Okay, for now, I'm just going to give an email address. Okay. Marie.Jones14 at yahoo.com, M-A-R-I-E dot J-O-N-E-S 14 at yahoo.com okay and we will definitely share that with everyone also um once again thank you so much for being You're here welcome. i hope that you will stay we're just going to do some uh discussion we're going to discuss a little bit and okay. if we have time after the top five fails and top five wins of the week i want to give a little bit of information of domestic violence prevention okay. because we want to talk to people about how these things can be prevent prevented mm-hmm. but um at this awareness moment, is going to be key Definitely, awareness is key. At this moment, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with the top five fails of the week. Are you sick of steroid creams, water-based products, and products full of toxins? We have great news for you. Lizzie's All Natural Products creates fresh, natural, toxin-free products for your home and body, offering products made with real, pure, simple, plant-based ingredients that are good for your skin from head to toe. Lizzie's believes that everyone deserves to have access to quality, affordable, and natural products. Visit www.productsbylizzie.com for more information and be sure sure to use the promo code STUNNER at checkout. Top 5 Fails of the Week coming up next on Lisa Denae Live. Real talk for the real world. 
Hey, 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 we are back, and it's the top five fails of the week. And let me just tell you, this week is going to be kind of sad. I'm not going to lie to you. Usually I try to keep it light and funny, but we've had some things that happened this week that is no laughing matter. But I still need to talk about them. So number five on my list for the top five fails of the week, the FBI this week released its murder map. I don't know if you keep a track of this, but I kind of do. I like to know where the most murderous people live so I can avoid that location. <laughs> so this week they released their annual murder map. And let me just say, pat on the back for Houston, because Houston was only number 47. Out of 65 cities that hit the map, Houston was 47, with my hometown, Chicago, being number 16, which, you know, I'm not happy about that. But the number one city on the map was St. Louis, Missouri. So it's kind of surprising to hear that because when you think of St. Louis, you wouldn't think they the murder capital. <laughs> but the reason why it's a fail is because I want you guys to realize that the media really shows you what they want to show you. If I would have asked anybody, who's the number one, who you think will be number one, everybody would have said Chicago because of what you see on the news. And I always had to defend my city because, yeah, it landed at number 16, but it wasn't number one, okay? St. Louis, Missouri was number one. Houston, we could do a little better, but I'm glad we were, you know, a little further down the list at 47. So number four on my top five fails of the week, a fly landed on the head of Vice President Hence, during the vice presidential debate. The reason why I call this a fail is because nobody heard what he was saying during the time the fly was on his head. The fly got more attention than his comments about white supremacy. And I really wasn't happy about that. He was talking about systemic racism and he said that, you know, it doesn't exist. There's no systemic racism, which we all know it there is. There's a history of systemic racism in this country. But that fly, everybody was going crazy about the fly. Now, I don't know what the big deal was. Okay, it was a fly on his head. He got white hair, so you could really see it really good. But you know he had a whole lot of product in his hair. That's what it was. The fly was attracting to whatever that product was in his hair. And I would love for you guys to go back and watch the clip of that because you need to really hear what he was saying. Don't be so distracted by the fly. And that's why it's number four because you guys got so distracted. You hear what he said. Top five fails of the week. Number four, the fly on his head. Number three, this one is crazy. 13 people, you guys, were charged this week in a plot a domestic terrorism plot to kidnap the Michigan governor. Now, I don't know about you, but I feel like President Trump has made some of these people so bold and so weird. The alleged group were, were planning to overthrow several state governments. Like they really been plotting and planning. Now you all know where this is coming from. You know where this is coming from. So when President Trump tweeted about this incident, he did not condemn the actions of the, the kidnappers, but instead he criticized the governor of Michigan, saying she's done a terrible job in her state. I mean, this is what we are have to look forward to, you guys, if this man gets four more years in office. Are you going to be next to be kidnapped? <laughs> I mean, are you going to be next to be, you know, at one of these weird rallies with these people? I don't know, but I won't be because I'm getting out to vote and hopefully we can make a change here. For number two on my list is you all's president for saying that he will not 
participate in the next presidential debate because it's going to be done virtually. Now, here's my issue with him. We all got to do stuff virtually right now. How dare you get attitude because you got to do a debate virtually. You're the one who announced you had coronavirus. <laughs> don't nobody want to be in a room with you. We don't know how this is spread, man. Over 200,000 people have died in our country behind this. So, yes, it needs to be virtual. And if you have a problem with that, I don't know what to say. I mean, I think it's, it's a fail on his part. That's why it's number two. Anybody who has kids know virtual school is hard. It is extremely hard. Do You don't have any school-age kids, do you bet? Let me tell you something. I got school-age kids, and this virtual schooling has been the hardest thing ever. And I think I'm going to need a check behind this. I think the school board <laughs> need to cut us some checks because it's a whole job. And, of course, we don't want to do it, but we have to. And another reason why he's number two on my list is because he is also stating that there will be no stimulus package until the election, until after the election. So basically, he holding y'all a little $1,200 hostage. So, I mean, for all of you that still want to support this man, think about it. And most of you all are not even in a tax bracket that can afford to not get that $1,200. I'm just saying. I'm going to need mine. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I want mine. So he's number two on my list. Now, number one. I'm going to take a little time with this one because this one is really sad. It is the mother of Malia Bass. That's her, she has made my number one on the top five fails of the week because not only did she fail her daughter, she failed the city of Houston because so many people were out looking for this baby and you already knew you killed her. So many people were praying for you and sympathizing for you, and you already knew that you were the one that killed your own child. And that smile she had on her face when <laughs> that picture she took. With your mugshot yeah. smiling. And that is forever. Yeah. We're all going to see that forever. No matter what she does to change her life from this point on, that's the image that everybody is going to remember mm -hmm. is the fact that you were arrested and charged with murder of your own child, yep. and you sat there and smiled. You know, that's why she's number one on my list. Now, according to the court documents, the body, um, after the body was found, um, they confessed. So the boyfriend confessed. Of course, y'all seen them on the news. At first, they didn't confess initially. Mm -hmm. They changed their story several times. And I had it in my spirit. I knew they were lying. Mm -hmm. Because if you a mother, you know how it is. Yeah, you're not, you're not really true. First of all, you're not leaving your child outside while you're cooking breakfast. Secondly, you're not at every photo op and every camera and every interview because your heart is broken. So you're not at every interview with your bonnet on your head. Anyway, but you're not at every interview. And the boyfriend was suspect from the very beginning because mm -hmm. he had no tears with all this theatrics. There was no tears coming out of his eyes. But what really hurts my heart is that the autopsy report showed that she um, had a broken left forearm and extensive blunt force trauma in the form of a loop pattern, like a, um, a hanger or something. Now, according to the boyfriend, the court documents say that he says she, the mother beat her with a brush. Now, a brush is not going to break your arm. I don't know what kind of brush that is, but a brush is not going to break your arm. So this baby, to have a broken arm and this blunt force trauma, they say that they locked her in a broom closet or whatever overnight because, I guess, as a punishment, this is his story, and when they woke up, she was dead. So for me, I feel like it's really sad that 
people resort to violence with their children. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I talk about a lot when we talk about domestic violence prevention, mm -hmm. is what, don't beat your kids. Mm -hmm. this, this child was a toddler. What in the world could a toddler do that deserved getting beat like nothing. that? Nothing, nothing. I don't care if you took a marker and wrote all over my money. I don't care mm -hmm. if you put, found some money and threw it in the toilet and flushed exactly. it. I don't care what you did. A toddler can't do anything that deserves this type of treatment. So that is why she lands on my list this week as the number one fail of the week. Now, it's a win for the justice system because I'm glad that they got them out of there. I'm glad they got them out of there. But for her, it's a fail. It's a fail for all of us. And you know what? The reason why it's also a fail is because the next child will come up missing. We all looking sideways at the parents. Exactly. And we don't care if you guilty or innocent. We're looking at you first because this happens too much. And it was really hurtful for us in Houston because she had the same name as the other uh, mm -hmm. baby, Malia. And it's just yeah. like a flashback of how we all went through with this baby and now this other baby coming up being killed at the hands of her parents, even though, you know, her mother and her mother's boyfriend. So that's the top five fails of the week. Now, you know, I want to end my show on a sad note. So we'll be right back with the top five wins of the week after this. Be unique, be seen, be remembered with custom apparel and personalized gifts from A Touch of Honey by Chantel. Specializing in rhinestone designs, bling, glitter, photo print, and much more. And if you're having a party, A Touch of Honey by Chantel offers amazing balloon displays and personalized party favors. Visit their website at www.touchohoney.com and tell them Stunner Radio sent you. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. We're winning with the top five wins of the week on Lisa Danae Live. Real talk for the real world. It's the top five wins of the week. And let me tell you something. There was a lot of good things that happened this week. Don't be fooled. Just because we didn't see it in the media don't mean it didn't happen. It's a lot of people that were doing good things this week. For one, even though she, I didn't put her on the list, Kamala Harris made history by being the first black woman to participate in a vice presidential debate. That's big, you guys. That's huge. And she really held her own. I think, you know, we all can relate to her having to say, I'm speaking. I'm speaking. Yes. <laughs> At some point in your life, somebody tried to talk over you, and I was really glad that she got him together without looking like the quote-unquote angry black woman. She just did what she had to do, and she still kept her professional. Exactly, she so did. that definitely was a win. But number five on my top five wins of the week is one of my favorite authors, Walter Mosley, made history this week for becoming the first black man to receive the National Book Award Lifetime Achievement, which is really ridiculous. After all these years, should have been more black people. He's the first in 2020. I mean, can you believe wow. we still got first in 2020, a black anything? But anyway, <laughs> he's known for his best-selling series of mysteries featuring Detective Easy Rollins. Now, I don't know about y'all, but one of the books was made into a movie, The Devil in a Blue Dress. I don't mm -hmm. know if you ever saw that, but check it out on Netflix or wherever it may be available, starring Den Denzel Washington and Don Cheeto. It's a really good movie. So congratulations to Walter Mosley for making history this week. Number four on my list of top five wins was Jay-Z. Again, made the list. Last week he made the list for some legislation that he made happen in California. This week, because he bonded out several protesters who were protesting in Washington, I mean, not Washington, Wisconsin, 
after authorities didn't charge the police officer who killed Alvin Cole, including Alvin Cole's mother. He bonded her out too. So shout out to Jay-Z. That's a big deal. And a lot of people do these things quietly. And that's why I like to recognize them on the top five wins of the week. Number three, J.P. Morgan Chase. Now, I need y'all to listen to this because J.P. Morgan Chase has announced that they are committing $30 billion. That's billion wow. with a B to shrink the racial wealth gap. Now, these are their words, and so now we need to hold them to this. They are saying that they, the commitment will be over the next five years. It will come in the form of loans, equity, and direct funding to promote affordable housing. And they're saying this is dedicated to the black and Latino-owned businesses and the black and Latino communities to gain access to banking and communities of color and build a more diverse workforce this is what they're saying they're going to do over the next five years so we have to hold them to it jp morgan chase if you're looking for a loan a business loan home equity loan we need to go and start applying since they're saying they're committing 30 billion dollars now their statement said for black and latino um, business owners i guess they left out the asians i don't know but for <laughs> me i feel like it should be for all people of color yeah. i mean i'm really rooting for my my own people too yes. but at the same time I feel I would feel some type of way if I was Asian. Yeah, I would be like, well, what about us? I mean, you know, I know we do our own businesses, yeah. but at the same time, we might need a loan too. So, J.P. Morgan Chase, thank you for that commitment. Hope you stick to it, and I hope that if you have an account with them, you go and make an ap application, apply for a loan, see if they are really about what they're talking about. So, number two on my list for the top five wins of the week is my man LeBron James is going to be finally featured on a box of Wheaties. Hmm. Now, I know we lost last night, and y'all know I was awfully quiet. <laughs> Every time we win, I come in here, hey, with a lot of noise. I was a little bit quiet today, but it's going to be all right because we are going to win the championship. But get your Wheaties on because our man LeBron has finally been given the cover, the box of Wheaties. And all I can say is it's about time. Yes. It is about time. Y'all put somebody on the box that really, you know, really need to be there. I might have to start eating Wheaties again. So number one for my top five win of the week is Sean Lucas, the white officer that killed Jonathan Price, was not only charged with murder, but he was fired from the police force this week. That's a big win for us because we have seen so many times where that does not happen. Yeah. They not only get their pension, they don't even get charged. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like they get a paid vacation for killing a, a black man. Exactly. You know, so in this case, it's a win for us. And I hope that we really see it that way because they didn't take no time charging him with murder. So I'm so happy, so happy that this happened. Um, so right now, we are going to be right back with a wrap-up. We're going to give you a few tips as we have time for domestic violence prevention, but we'll be right back after this. Are you enjoying the show? Great, glad to hear it. Show your love for your favorite Sterner Radio shows with t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, and more. Visit our store at www.stunnerradio.com to get your Stunner merch today. We are Urban Talk Radio for the black and brown communities and all those who value diversity. Stunner Radio is the heart and soul of the culture. All right, we're going to talk about domestic violence prevention in the few minutes that we have left. Beth, give us some tips that you can give people for preventing domestic violence. Have talks with your daughters. 
or I mean guys even because I mean we know one in seven guys are abused in their lifetime too. Yes, that's you know, a pretty high number. Yeah, and that's something we don't talk about. Right. But yeah, I, my thing is just to make the kids aware, women aware, because I mean sometimes it's you know women that's older that have gotten into it for the first time. Yes. You know, but just awareness is key for me because, um, you know, I talked to my daughter about it now, and she's like, and I hid it from her because I'm, I was that woman that was like, I'm going to let them have their relationship. Right. When I should have been telling her so yes. that this couldn't happen to her. Right. You know, but, um, and that's another story for another day. You know, that's one of the reasons I'm like, okay, maybe if I had have told her, she wouldn't have gone through something. Right. But, um. Well, you know, I think another tip is to not take it personally. Yes. Because whatever this person, uh, this abuser has going on with them, that's not your issue. It's not. It's their and you issue. you shouldn't take it on. Yeah. And I yeah. think a lot of times we do take mm-hmm. it on. Um, but we have to understand uh, mental health issues are huge right now. They are. And a lot of people are dealing with them. Exactly. And so because a person puts their hand on you, there's something really wrong with them. Mm-hmm. And you can't take it personally and feel like, what did I do? And What's wrong with me? It. And you certainly cannot fix it. The only thing you can do is move on. Yes. And I think a, a good tip that I like to tell people, too, is do not run past the red flags mm-hmm. or the red lights. Don't run the red lights. Yeah. Because a lot of times you see some signs yes, and you just feel like, well, I don't want to judge this person. And I was asked that question, what did, you didn't see anything. I didn't know what to look for. Exactly. And sometimes you don't know what to yeah. look for. And that's why it's good for people like you and me to talk about the things that you need to look for. I feel like controlling behavior is one of the biggest red flags. That is the main one, I think. And it starts small. Yeah. It can start small like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Or that's an awfully long phone call. Who are you talking to? Exactly. Or did your meeting last that long at work? I Mm -hmm. know you said you was in a meeting. Those are some red flags. Exactly. Because it already tells you the person doesn't believe what you told them. Mm -hmm. They don't trust you. And they're controlling. Mm -hmm. And without trust, there's nothing. There's nothing. And then I think, um, you know, another thing that I would tell people when it comes to domestic violence prevention is take your time Mm -hmm. whatever the reason everybody rushes into marriages they rush into relationships and sometimes a person not going to really show you who they are in the first year sometimes in the first two years exactly so it's okay to take your time Mm -hmm. i think now that i'm older i'm really on slow motion Exactly, (laughs) i'm on slow motion you might meet me and we i don't really even let you in till a year from now Mm -hmm. like we're not even you know that serious till a year from now and i really would suggest that most people should do that Mm -hmm. and then to just know yourself yes know yourself and i mean there are so many times when you i mean it could a person may be the person that's that's your friend but shouldn't be your mate right you know but yeah know yourself that is a really good one because when you know yourself and you love yourself enough to be alone Mm -hmm. you don't settle exactly and you just you easy it's easy to walk away yeah and also let me give this one more tip because i know a lot of people are stuck in these relationships due to financial reasons have your own money exactly that cannot be understated Mm -hmm. it can't you got to have your own money and sometimes people get in these relationships and marriage and immediately mix their money Mm -hmm. i'm so against against that. that Yeah, 
I'm so against that. I, am. I don't even care if you love the person. And it's beside the point. Mm-hmm. The point is, you have to have your own emergency money. Exactly. You have to have your own backup money. Mm-hmm. Anything. You've got to have your own money that only you have access to. Exactly. And that is one of my biggest tips because when you got your own money, mm-hmm. if somebody start acting crazy, you could just hey make a reservation. Hello, Hilton. Exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna be there tonight. Yes. And you ain't gotta put up with nothing. Exactly. Nobody gotta know where you at. Mm-hmm. You can catch an Uber. You don't have to even take your car if you think they're gonna look for your car Mm because you know they do yeah and sometimes people track you they track your phone phone. they track your car so but when you have your own little emergency fund Mm -hmm. you can get your uber and you don't have to be tracked you can even have a backup phone exactly and recently i heard um someone say that um they wanted to leave they can't leave because if they left they know that their youngest son is gonna tell him where they are and it's just like they have that mind control over the kids even. That is a big one. But, you know, when you know your kids and you have a plan, like mm-hmm. we said before, you just tell the kids where you're going exactly. but don't really tell them where you're going. Yeah. So even if they tell that person, mm-hmm. they're going to give them wrong information. Exactly. So you got to know your kids and know what to say to your kids. Exactly. Because, you know, kids don't really know, especially mm-hmm. at a certain age. Yeah. Now, if they pass 10, mm, that's a little difficult. Exactly. But younger than 10, you could tell them anything. We're yeah. going to the zoo. We're going to Auntie so- mm-hmm. Susie's house. Yeah. You can say, well, don't say Auntie Susie because he's going to show up over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you can yeah. tell them what they need to know exactly. only. Only. So that know. you can be safe and they can be safe. Yes. But hopefully somebody learned something today. If you do need to exit an abusive relationship, you can definitely contact um, me, you can talk, contact Beth mm-hmm. for resources. We can give resources. I'm not a crisis, crisis interventionist, yeah. so I can't come and intervene. Exactly. But I can help you with resources, and I can tell you what to do. And my main advice is call them boys. Mm-hmm. Get them boys over there and, uh, you know, have a plan yes. of exit. So I want to thank you again, Beth, for coming through. And definitely I hope you come back once the book is released. I will. So we can go in-depth and make sure that everybody buys the book. Okay. So, you guys, I want to encourage you to follow me on Instagram and follow us at Stunner Radio on Instagram. Check out our website where you can recap all the shows from this week, last week, and beyond. And with that, we are going to leave you today with my song, my single for Domestic Violence Awareness Month called Love Myself More. And I will see you guys next week. Song again. If you love me, you will say no, baby, but you wrong again. My skin got used to bruising. I just got used to choosing what you want over what I want, but now I'm sick and tired of losing. So you can take away the house and cars. Every day I got to live with the pain and scars from you. And all these years you had me thinking I was crazy. But you gon' learn today, so guess what? It's your turn today. Boy, bye, I gotta go. Boy, you know I love you, but I love myself more. That you love me But I'm wiping these tears To live my life Cause I gotta love me 
new life God bless me, I don't need these problems no more So you can wish upon a falling star Inside your foreign car Oh yeah, I love you, but I love myself more Boy, bye, I gotta go Boy, you know I love you, but I love myself more I just can't live like this no more Boy, you know I love you, but I love myself more I gave you years of my life I thought that you loved me But I'm wiping these tears to live my life Cause I gotta love me You say you love me, but then you hurt me But see, I love myself more, boy, you don't deserve me Unworthy of my loyalty, I treated you like royalty But I ain't gonna be around now, cause I gotta rock that crown now I love myself more I love myself more Boy, bye, I gotta go Boy, you know I love you, but I love myself more Mainstream Urban AC, an original trendsetter with authentic culture. Our reach is far and wide. Email us, vanguardmediallc.com. I'm thinking of all of you today. I know the rise in case numbers is causing fear and apprehension. People are frightened, and they're especially worried about their parents, their grandparents, their loved ones who are most at risk. You know, this virus is tough, but we can stop the spread. But it's up to all of us to do it. We have to step up and do both the simple things and the hard things to keep our families and our neighbors safe. Wear a mask, wash your hands, stay home if you can, and socially distance when you go out. I want every single American to know, if you're sick, if you're struggling, if you're worried about how you're going to get through the day, I will not abandon you. We're all in this together. We'll fight this together. And together, we'll emerge from this stronger than we were before we began. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. Girl, I ain't been home an hour from church, and I'm already in here drinking primacy wine and having an intimate, alone moment. I guess I'm just an angel with a dirty mind, and I'm good with that, because you know what I say. Let she who is without pleasure pour the first glass. <laughs> pleasure starts when you touch my lips, premises. Hey, ladies, wine. my beautiful sisters, it's time for you to love your bodies with self-love, self-care, and self-confidence. Yoni Sense wants to help you take control of your life by providing feminine natural wellness products right in the comforts of your own home. Yoni is a word that describes a divine passage, womb, or sacred temple. So let's treat her like the temple she is. Yoni Sense specializes in women's care and wellness products like pH balance soaps, detox steams, and home vaginal steams. 
We are all about helping you maintain your secret yoni in a healthy and natural way. Maybe you need our citrus bar to help maintain a proper pH balance or decrease mild vaginal infections and odors. Or you need to escape away to the ancient practices of the East with herbal-infused vaginal steaming. It's safe and gentle without any unwanted objects entering your canal. It's time to love your yoni naturally. Yoni Sense is a minority-owned business. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Yoni Sense. Love your yoni. Love yourself. Hotter than a mofa. Oh, yeah. Have you tried J. Anthony Brown's gourmet products? You should try his spicy and flavorful hot sauces, like the sweet and juicy peach and pepper, or maybe the tear-jerking cayenne. If that doesn't do it for you, try his Nita Mint garlic flavor, or go for the hot damn habanero. And if that's not hot enough, try that dynamite hotter than a mofo. Order Hotter Than a Mofo products at www.hotterthanamofo.com. Midtown Bell Bond gives you a scenario when a king needs another king. The king of the household is sitting at home on his throne, kicking it, minding his own business when he gets a phone call that his little princess was arrested. Why? Because she was at Herman Park, parked in a Pontiac, puff puff passing with Patrice and Patrick politicking about poverty when the police pulled up and pulled him out the car and found they stash a pot. But Pops don't panic. He called his partner who they've been through this plenty of times. And he said, pull out a pen and pad. I'm going to give you a number that's priceless when your pretty little princess go fade. 713 752-2663 The King of Bonds, Al Rucker, Midtown 2204 Austin Street Or tweet us at Midtown Bell Now go forth and tell the people what you've heard Seattle's pledge to defund its police department by 50%, even including a proposal to remove 911 dispatchers from police control. Joe Biden said he's absolutely on board with defunding the police. Listen closely. Yes, absolutely. Hello, you've reached 911. I'm sorry that there is no one here to answer your emergency call, but leave a message and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. I'm Donald J. Trump and I approve this message.